0: The Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Browning. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! How are you, peeps? so good to be with you. You may be listening to this as it drops Christmas Eve midnight for Christmas Day. Uh, you, of course, might be listening to this a little later. That's cool. But you know what's funny? I find this time of year and Christmas Day, I'm getting less busy. So if you're on the road and you got an hour between your uh, your families and you're going with your spouse or you're sitting for and you're visiting different families, whatever it is, glad that you popped uh, this episode into the car. If you're hanging around, again, I talked last week about, uh, or this week, (laughs) having an eggnog coma. If you're just chilling at the house after a big Christmas dinner, uh, pop in the podcast. I got a really cool topic today. I posted this... Uh, j- just about uh, last week on Instagram. So if you follow me again, um, Cheat Plug, at Matt Browning on Instagram, you'll always see uh, I'm putting in some, some quotes, some different leadership quotes and ideas, um, some by me, some by others. And I'm doing a podcast for the Teaching Tuesday about that concept. So the quote was this. This is what today is about. What you are expecting determines whether you will or will not be able to see the possibilities all around you. I'll say that again. What you are expecting determines whether you will or will not be able to see the possibilities all around you. And I got to thinking, and the word that stuck out, of course, mostly for that, and that's from Daniel L. Castro. So Daniel Castro uh, was quoted uh, on the internet, at least, for doing that. I'm sure someone else may have said that, maybe not, but that's on the internet, so it must be true. The word that stuck out was possibilities. So what does that mean? Well, I, I wanted to do an episode this week that to, to refresh my NLP uh, people, my neuro-linguistic programming nerds out there. So if you're one of our NLP students, you're going to love this and you'll probably be familiar with the concept. If you're not, if you listen to this for any other reason... NLP is very, you know, we do all different things in there. The study of excellence, the study of success, but it's also it's called neuro linguistic programming, which means neuro is the mind and linguistic is language. So we're studying the language of the mind and how powerful our words and our language can be to shape and change the world around us. One of the the biggest areas of language we're going to talk about today is what we call modal operators. Now, don't worry, this won't be too heavy of an episode, but it is going to be a learning episode. So get ready, maybe even grab a pen if you like this kind of stuff, and, uh, and let's learn something together. So, modal operators of possibility, modal operator words. There are several different types of modal operator words. What does that mean? Real simply, the modal operator is a fancy term to say it's the mode in which we operate, it's how we walk through life, how you walk through life, and you're either walking through life in a world of possibility or a world of necessity. Those are the two major categories of modal operators. Make sense? All right, cool, I know there's no feedback, it's just me talking to millions uh, listening at home, I'm sure, uh, or maybe I'm just talking to you right now, but all one of you, you need to listen up. Possibility and necessity, those are the two spots we go. So what's possibility and what's necessity? Well, possibility, quite simply, you've heard these words before, but I wanna break it down more linguistically and what what kind of result in our reality it creates when we speak in terms of possibility. There's a a positive side to it, and there's also an obstacle side to it. So here's what's great about possibility words. These are words like uh, could, or would, or can, or try. And I said on the post, yes, try is actually a great possibility word when you use it appropriately. Sorry Yoda, I'm right, you're wrong. Um, man, I'm going to get some backlash on social media, I'm sure, for that one. So comment and tell me that you uh, that I'm wrong and you love Yoda. But Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try. And as much as that is true, the word try can be a really useful possibility word. And I'll talk about that in, in, in a moment, a little bit later, and give you an explanation. But other words that are possible are, of course, the word possible, like it's possible, or might, like we might do that. So what's great about a possibility word is possibility words... A couple of things. One, they generate more options. So, what if I said to you, you know, we might be able to get together this week? You might not want to hear that because that means that we may or may not get together, right? But think about what the reality is. Now there's options. Option A is we get together, Option B is we don't get together. And even if we do get together, there might be several options of when we get together. It could be any one of the days next week. It could be any time next week, and it could be any place next week. Think about the possibilities. So can you think of a, a time in life or throughout the day or week that it could be useful to be in possibility mode? Well, how about if you're feeling stuck? What if you feel stuck and there's no options? You know, I feel like one, one of the precursors to depression and even suicidal thoughts is feeling stuck and feeling as if there's no options. There's no escape. So people are looking around and saying, you know what? My life is this way. Whatever area or multiple areas of my life is stuck this way. And they don't see a way to change it. What they're saying is they see zero possibilities. And that's a problem. If you see no possible way to change something, it's like, how much hope can you have? right? How how much future and excitement can you have? It's like none. So when we have places in our life that are void of hope or feel like they're empty of choice. There's no choice. There's no way to change or do something. There's Or there's only one choice. You know, a, a common scenario I, I see a lot in clients, um, in family life, like personal clients, life coaching clients, is when someone will say something like maybe they have an elderly parent who needs care. And they look around and they say, well, I have different siblings, but I have to be the one to take care of my mother. There's no choice. And Is it a problem to take care of your mother or not? No, that's not what the problem is. The problem is how they feel about it. That every day they feel like they're sacrificing their life. They're not happy about it. They, They do want to take care of the person, but in the same token, they feel stuck and frustrated because really the reason they feel frustrated is because they're stuck in the opposite of possibility. It's called necessity mode. They're stuck in a mode where there's only one possibility. There's only one option, which means it's frustration and it's lockdown. So if you can get someone to get into possibility mode when they're feeling stuck, that's a really useful thing, wouldn't you think? So here's how you do it. You shift around and use words that are possibility words. So remember I talked about can, could, would, try, might, possible, maybe. All those words. We we've been taught often uh, achievers and you know, people out there hustling and you know, working and and that kind of thing. We've been taught sometimes that those are like wishy-washy words. Hey, it might work. Hey, maybe we can. You know, maybe. You don't want to say maybe. You say yes, definitely. Well, I'm going to talk about that in a moment. So hold your thoughts on that. Because there is a time when possibility can drain you and you want to get into the opposite, which is necessity. But right now, let's talk about what I said first. When you feel stuck, you could say something like this. You know, you have to ask a better question. So instead of saying something like... uh, why does this keep happening? Or simply, what should I do about this? Ah, oh, why me? I wish it was different. And just instead of saying that and staying stuck, you could use a modal operator of possibility word. You could say something like, I know I feel stuck, but if I could find a new way, what would I do? Did you hear that? There are two different possibility words in there. And I'm telling you, this will transform your whole reality. I know I feel stuck. But if I could find a new way, what would I do? And when you ask a new question, a question-oriented and possibility thinking, what will happen is your subconscious mind will begin searching that area for a possibility-oriented answer. Isn't that cool? That's how it works. Now, is it going to change your whole circumstance? Is your elderly parent all of a sudden going to be healthy and on their own again? No. Is it, is it, is it going to make your siblings pop back into town and say, you know what, I'll step up. You don't need to handle this burden on your own. No. But what it might do is it might get you thinking and generating alternate scenarios or alternate possibilities that you weren't thinking of. One of the most common things I find is somebody says, I feel stuck because there's only one option. They start asking questions in possibility mode. They might ask another question like, you know, I know it's like, let's say it was a time thing. I know it seems like there's no time, but if I really try, where can I find the extra time? Did you hear those words? Try and can. I know there's no time, or it seems like there's no time, but if I really try, where can I find the extra time? And again, just by asking a possibility-oriented question, the subconscious mind begins searching, expecting an answer. It presupposes there's an answer, so you're more likely to find one if there's one in existence. So two things might happen. One, you might find another option, another possibility that you hadn't realized was really an option because you weren't looking for it. Like you weren't thinking in that way. You were already feeling like there was only one choice. So option one is you find more possibilities. And you actually find a better alternative and you do it. Possibility two, though, or option two, is you might, you're always going to generate more options, but this time you might generate more options that you don't like. Right? So let's go to that elderly parent scenario. And my one of my clients, you know, they've had this happen. They were in a, one of our NLP live trainings and said, "Hey, you know, I asked them that question. If you could, you know, what would you do?" And they said, "Well, I guess I could just turn her over to the, to a home and and uh, and abandon her." I said, "That's an option." Now, is it a good option? Probably not. But I needed to get the person in the mode of just, "Hey, let's actually look at options." Okay? I'd rather, if they're going to be, if they're going to take care of their elderly parent, I'd rather them feel internally that they're choosing this, even though they don't like it. I want them to feel like they're choosing it rather than feeling like they got saddled with it and stuck with it. If the feeling is being stuck, you're going to feel stuck. But you know what? Sometimes there's there's moments in life where we don't like their circumstance, but we look at ourselves and say, you know, there's, this is the best way to do it. This is the right thing to do, so I'm going to choose to show up and do this thing, even though I kind of don't want to. There's a difference between choice and being stuck. So possibility brings choice. Make sense? Cool. So I said, what else is possible? What else could you do? And they said, well, I guess I could demand one of my siblings comes and and helps me 50% of the time. And I said, what if they don't? I said, well, I'm going to demand it. And I'll say, you know what? I am no more available than you are, so I will do as much as you will. That's option. I said, what's another option? She says, well, another option is I could devote the time because I'm local and I could ask my siblings to chip in funds maybe and help. And and that's an option. What else is an option? Well, you know, what? I could have my parent move in with me. And instead of having to put them in the home and pay the expenses, maybe I could have them move with me. And then right away, she said, but I don't really want that. And I said, I know, I know. I just want you to generate the option. And what we did is we ended up generating like five or six new options. So now, you can look at everything in front of you. And I said, look, you could demand of your siblings this. You could ask for the financial contribution and you give the time. You could move your parent in with you. You could go visit them. You could put them in this high-end place. You could put them in this medium place. You could, you know, and we started generating all the options. And then I said, let's look at these options. Notice that you're not stuck. You just have a scenario in front of you that has to be handled. And you have many different ways you could handle it, some of them favorable, some of them not. So I said, of all these options, what do you feel like is the right one or the best one? And the funny thing is she actually picked, and this is what happens often, she picked the original option. Which was I'm gonna move them into a nice home, and I'm gonna take the time to be with my parent. And whether my sibling wants to participate or not, that's not about me. This is the right thing to do. And I and she actually went from feeling stuck to feeling good about making a righteous and you know, positive choice. So hope that makes sense. That's the scenario. This first half of the episode was about when you're stuck in necessity, which is a stuck place with no options, and how You can move into possibility just by asking questions and using possibility-oriented language. All right, second half. Let's talk about the other way around. What's the problem with possibility language and possibility thinking, and when do we want to get out of it and move into necessity? Well, this is completely opposite, but let's break it down. The problem with possibility language is if one stays in possibility language and reality and thinking too long, what will happen is you'll end up having too many options and too little action. What if I said, hey, you know, we could get together for lunch next week. And you said, sure, we sure could. And I said, great. Maybe we can find a time. And you said, yeah, we might. It's possible. Let's try to meet for lunch. When we say things like that, like it's possible, we might do that, we could do that, maybe we can, maybe we should, uh, let's try. What that's actually doing at the reality creation level, at the linguistic level, is it's allowing all of the options and all the possibilities to remain open, right? You said let's get together, Matt, and I said you know what, let's try to get to. What if I said let's try to get together early in the year? You know, are you kidding me? What does that mean? It means that January 1st is available, January 2nd is an option, January 3rd is an option, March 13th is an you know, so every day in the first quarter is an option at any time of day. And phone or Zoom or Skype or in person, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many possibilities. But here's the question I have for you. What's the likelihood that we're going to get together if I say it like that or you say it like that? Right? It's like zero. Just about zero. So if you stay in possibility mode, it's too easy not to take action. What if you said, you know, I want to try to get back into the gym this year. What's the likelihood? Again, too many possibilities. So if you want to move out of just kind of like if you have 10 possibilities all around you, it's hard to take action. couple of reasons. If I have so many possibilities, it feels good to have possibilities But it's hard to take action because it's like, well, which one do I choose? I have to make a choice, right? So first, I need to figure out how to decide this. And then second, some people just making decisions doesn't feel good. You know, maybe you're one of those people where when you have to make a decision, it's like this pressure. And some people actually have decision anxiety where they start feeling anxious. What if I made the wrong decision? I mean, how many times have you been to lunch with someone and they change their order or they can't decide to the very end? I mean, it's lunch, right? It's just chicken or fish, but goodness sakes we could spend 40 minutes looking at the menu and can't decide can't decide can't decide and then finally I make the decision. Oh wait, hang on, what are you having? No, you know, ooh, can I can I actually change that? So if those people, if whether that's you or someone you know, those people will tend to stay in possibility mode longer because it feels better. Because it doesn't give them anxious feelings of committing, making a decision and having to stay with it. Ah, interesting, right? So one is to get out of possibility, we have to make a decision. We have to, and decision comes from Latin roots. De means of or coming from, and cision is Latin for incision. So you could translate that literally as cutting off of or cutting away from. The idea is decisions are cutting off the other options. So you no longer have those other options and you only have the one option and that's what you decide on. If you're shopping and you look at 10 jackets, you're in possibility mode, you have all the possible jackets you could have. But now you're going to cut off nine out of the 10 options when you finally make the one decision on which one to purchase. So that's the first problem that people will stay in possibility mode and not get things done because they're scared or anxious or just plain they don't feel good about making a decision somewhere in the archives uh let me look for that i'll look for it while, while i keep talking but somewhere in the archives of the episode i did uh an episode about making decisions and powerful decisions so that one was pretty cool let me see if uh, it just comes up here decisions so you, you you'll want to check this out no posts found decisions come on decisions did i spell this wrong Maybe I didn't do it. Oh, here it is. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Episode 28. So go back in the archive if this is interesting to you and this is something that's real. I already talked about this at length. Had a great episode on it. Episode 28. It was a bonus NLP session. I released this in April 2018. Episode 28, How to End Indecisiveness and Make Quality Decisions Every Time. So if that's important to you, if that's something that you might struggle with, listen to episode 28. Uh, Go grab it in the archive, download it right now, and queue it up and listen to it next. So that's the, the one of the major problems is just the decision-making. The second thing is oftentimes people also have fear. There's fear around getting out of possibility mode because what happens when you're out of possibilities and you're into necessity and you've made the decision and you only have the one option in front of you? You guessed it. You have to go do it. You just have to take action. And when you take action, it might fail. It might succeed. You might succeed or you might learn something. You might go out and do the thing and then you get rejected. Someone doesn't respond the way you want them to, right? There's all that kind of stuff can happen. So that's some of the problems with getting out of possibility mode. So, just so you know, those are, again, a couple of the, the stumbling blocks. But what should you do instead? Well, here's some necessity words. The first thing you can start with, even if you're a little scared or even if you're, you know, you're not sure where to go, just start with changing your language. So instead of saying, well, I guess we could get together. Yeah, we might. You know, let's try to find a time. Instead of talking like that, if you really care about the person, in my lunch example, and you want to get together with them, change your language to necessity words. Necessity words are words like uh, should, need to, have to, must, ought. Ought could go either way. Shall. Let's bring some shall back, right? Hey, we shall get together. See, it used to be back in the day, should meant maybe, maybe not. Shall meant it will happen, right? But nowadays, I would even put should in necessity. Because if I say, hey, you really should do this, it's not 100% going to happen. But it's pretty clear there's only one option and one thing that you should do, okay? But let's talk about, you know, we, we should get together. We need to. We must. We have to. How about will? We will you know what, I will start going to the gym. Not I should go to the gym or I want to go to the gym, but I will go to the gym. Uh, How about, uh, it's time. That's actually a necessity phrase, which I love that. So instead of saying, you know, maybe maybe we could get together. Yeah, we should try to find the time. What if instead I said, you know, we really need to get together. It's time that we make the time. And then the next question is, What is what next week? Not, Hey, let's text next week. The question is what does next week look like for you? Which day do you have open? Which, right? You're asking either, or you're, you're defining terms. So if you feel like you've been stuck in possibilities and you know, a big marker of that is you're not moving forward. You haven't taken the action. You haven't, um, I, I I find myself in that place all the time in different areas in life you know as i record this right now i've been in a major necessity push because i've been i'm coming off of being stuck in a possibility phase so i uh, i'm i'm launching here here's some exciting news here's a christmas present for you are you ready for a christmas present i told you last week or the week before we are launching two new podcasts so after the first of the year i'll get you some exact launch dates when we get closer but we're launching two new podcasts and I have been on, I'll tell you what, on January 1st episode, on the New Year's episode, I will tell you the names of them, because I've landed on the names, and I'll tell you the descriptions of them and who they're for, so most of you, you might actually want to subscribe to uh, both new podcasts or one or the other, or this is going to be the one you stick with, but... Um, it's a resource for you. It's me. Every week there will be three different streams with different intentions and different reasons and different types of people that I'm going to serve and it's always free. There's no paywall. I'm not doing this uh, to make the buck uh, off you or anything like that. I want to give more resource every week out to uh, out to fans and friends and students and colleagues. I want you all to have it. So. I have been in a possibility mode of what should I name it, how do I describe it, oh, it should be this, it should be that. Heck, I put on, I was so stuck, I I put on a poll on Facebook and had well over 100 comments from you guys uh, asking what should I rebrand this podcast name as. And I got all sorts of advice and ideas and I finally did land on the new name and I'll share the new name with you uh, at the 100th episode special which is in a few weeks from now as we come towards the rebrand and why we picked the new name. So for me, I knew it was important. I had to go from possibility mode into necessity mode. So I started saying things even to myself in my own language, in my head. I started instead of saying, oh, what, could, what could I name it? Oh, what are the possibilities? And I, I was brain, because possibility's good, isn't it? It's good when you're brainstorming. When I say, I want to come up with ideas. What's the best possible idea? What's possible? What are some ideas? And I wanna brainstorm, brainstorm, brainstorm. I wanna get uh, creative, right? I wanna get innovative with it. I wanna come up with new possibilities. But once it's time to take action and quit thinking and start doing, right? It's time to, to be aggressive. It's time to be real. It's time to move forward. That's when we say, okay, enough's enough. These are all the possibilities. Now, I'm, and I'll say a, literally a word like this, I must decide. Okay, now today is the day we need to decide. Or I'll say, it's time, Matt. Maybe you even say that when you get out of bed in the morning. I say that a lot. Oh, it's time to get up. It's time. That's a necessity word. That means there's no other option. It's time. I need to get up now. If I want to say this, if I want to have a great day today, it's time. I need to get up now. What if you said that to yourself first thing in the morning when your alarm goes off instead of, oh, I really should get up. I really should. (sighs) And all that kind of thing. So where was I? Yeah, I guess that's it, right? That's that's the necessity mode. So to recap, the detriment of possibility mode is, well, let let me go back to, yeah, where I just was. The detriment of possibility mode is that you'll get stuck in possibility and there's little to no action. The solution is to move into necessity with necessity words. Like saying, again, let me give you a couple examples. Something like, well, I know I could pick, pick anything right now, but I need to decide on something today. <sighs> you know, I've been trying to go to the gym, but it's time. See, I've been trying to, so acknowledge the possibility, but then say, "It's I've been trying to go to the gym, but now it's time to make the decision. Now it's time to do what's necessary and step up. Notice the feeling. Notice the energy change. It goes from <laughs> that's that's my I, just, I, I I hope I want to maybe oh, you never know you know go, it goes from all that crap to boom action necessary. You're like a warrior, a warrioress. You know, I guess male, female. We're all warriors. So you know, you become a warrior, right? It goes from that to that. A warrior to a warrior. <laughs> you hear the difference? That's one option. Okay. So, possibility, you're stuck in it. You're not taking action. You move to necessity to take action, and move forward. The other reverse for the first half of the episode, we talked about if you're stuck in necessity because, well, you're stuck in necessity. You, you only feel like you have one option and you feel stuck or trapped or frustrated. One of the solutions is to use possibility language instead of, oh, I have to do this. Well, I have no choice. I have to go to work. I got to make ends meet. You say, you know, I know I have to go to work, but if I could choose another alternative, what could I do instead? Well, I could quit my job. What else could I do? I could start a business. What else could I do? I could get a side hustle going. What else could I do? I could marry rich. What else could I do? <laughs> you know, like you just start thinking of possibilities. And eventually you think in possibility mode and you may come up with a new solution that's way better and more effective, or you might come up with 10 new solutions. All of them suck. The ultimate best one is still the one you were starting with, but now instead of feeling stuck, you choose it. That's it this week. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you have an awesome time. Get out there and enjoy your life this week. Talk to you soon.